what goes around comes around again. I said, what goes around, it comes back round again. What goes around, comes around again. Said, what goes around, it comes back round again. Said, the low went up, he's coming down again. I said, the low went up. He's coming down again A last attempt for a passion trip An afterthought followed by an after sentence Say now I thank God that I passed repentance I have to mention I stand on solid ground A young G from a farmer's town No inspiration man and all this drowning I'm God's son hoping to do his father proud These days I've seen darker clouds Straight bullets flying target crowds Drug addicts becoming martyrs now It drives me crazy I'm just I can't turn I'm gonna be praying because I think um I think we can have a great conversation. Make make this what it is. Make it, make it do what it is. Yeah, Father, I ask that you inject yourself into the midst of this conversation. You know, we can't be together in person, but um I trust that you are gonna reveal what needs to be revealed and um ask you to open our hearts open our minds to the word to revelation um i'm asking you to just just pull out some revelation on us you know three brothers here um we here trying to know you better you know i think this is going to be a good good communion time right now and um i just ask you to bless this time I ask you uh father in the name of jesus we ask you holy spirit to move freely in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Welcome to what two or more gather. In this episode, is it my flesh or is it me? David. Yes. That's so me. open up. But I'm um what I'm gonna do to open up, I guess me and you talk a lot. The better the, get about five minutes so you and um Antonio can know know each other a little bit better. Whoever I I, I wanna leave it open to Antonio, if you want to give him your testimony about how you came into knowing the Lord, or David, you can give him your testimony because I know yours. I know both of yours. Okay. You know, so. All right. Um, shoot. Pretty much, man. Me. Um, I like most guys, man. You, we think we got life figured out till we go out in the world, and then um, kind of get knocked down on our face a couple times. Me, I was in a situation where I was. Pretty much about to be facing a little time, and I could have been locked up for a couple of years. But um, I ended up getting out on the seventh day, okay? When I got out on the seventh day, the seventh day, um, I was greeted by my great-grandma, my grandma, and my mama. <clears throat> my great-grandma was a pastor. So after that, I was pretty much willing to accept the Lord as my Savior and, and actually go through the process of being born again. And after that, I spent a couple of years walking with the Lord, trying to have a better understanding of my relationship with the Lord. And also, like, in that process, still trying to understand the difference of trying to walk in the right way, but still trying to enjoy life of still living. You feel what I'm saying? And um, a lot of things that I really wanted to do, I really kind of limit myself because I knew that if I, and I'm, I'm going to say my grandma, my grandma, my great grandma was pretty much trying to keep me from kind of getting back out too fast before I was fully understanding the relationship that I had with God to know 
how to go. And um, and the crazy thing about it, before I could really get situated and understand some of the things that she was trying to teach me, she had passed. Um, but the crazy thing, and I ain't gonna say, I mean, it's not really a crazy thing. The the revelation that that came to me was right when my great grandmother was in the hospital. Um, I pretty much was uh going to the community college where I work at right now. And um, I had, the night before she had passed, I had a dream. I had a dream that my grandmother had scratched me across her knee and she reached into the sky. And when she reached in the sky, I could see a big light. It was a big light, big as the sun. It was just really, really bright. But in but everywhere else, it wasn't nobody but me and her and everything else was dark. So as as um like the dream continued to go along, the light continued to get smaller and smaller and smaller and it transcended and transcended into me. After that, that dream ended. The next day, my grandma, my great grandma had passed. Um, and after that, it was like, um, I still was kind of trying to figure out, you know, still like I was still like pretty much blessed, but still trying to figure out who I was still in the process. I know I got a relationship with the Lord, but at the same time, I'm kind of lost because the person that was directing me is no longer here. So when it came to trying to find a new church, it took me a while. And um, in that process, I still ran into one day I'm out with my brothers and them and guys riding the car with them. And I didn't got uh, him up with them in the car. Well, they didn't got weed in the car. I'm trapped up with them. So it was just a lot of different like pitfalls and things that was trying to happen and to try to hinder me from getting to the point where I could understand what God was doing to get me in a better position in life. And um, when it was all said and done, like, I mean, when I say um, now, when I look at certain circumstances and situations, I have to understand that, you know, the things that I go through is because sometimes and most of the times I, I made a conscious decision after already understanding that the spirit of the Lord has already talked to me about it, but I decided to make my own decision. And now I've learned to kind of listen more to, you know, the inner spirit and what God reveals to me because I understand now every aspect of the word that we were taught when we were little that we didn't think that was truly living word, it now resonates now. So I'll be sitting back and I might be talking and trying to, you know, help somebody or something like that. The next thing you know, I'll be done spit a scripture or something like that and don't even realize it. But it's because those roots are so, you know, still deep that, you know, everything else is still trying to grow. And now, shoot, I probably say overall I think um let me see about mm, probably about 10 probably about 10 years in my journey trying this is on and off on and off trying to stay on track off track on track off track but you know what I mean understanding that now it's like it's not even about about thinking about the on the track off the track on the track it's like I already know I got a relationship with God and I already know the things that I go through and the things that I do is because there are some things that I know that I can't do it by myself. And as much as I might want to think I can do it by myself, I can't. 
I have to learn to admit that I can't do it by myself. The things that frustrate us the most are the things that we want to try to be able to handle ourselves, but we learn to realize that those things we cannot defeat or cannot overcome, we have to trust that God will overcome overcome them for us. Amen to that, bro. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. So that's kind of where you know I'm at. I'm, you know, um, Dana tell you. I I tell anybody every day. I'm not a perfect person. In the past, if I heard a pastor saying it all the time, I heard a preacher saying it all the time. I heard him saying that. So what made me think I got to be any perfect? You know, in order for me to have a relationship with God that works. Yeah. So, hey, powerful testimony, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So he he had a real testimony. You know, as 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 we all do and um it gave it to you in a nutshell but he, I, that's uh his his is a little similar to mine because we both were we both were in a jam as as you would say you know the lord gave us grace in in each of our situations so um david you you know he cared i i what this is um this is what y'all both have in common and i was talking to david earlier he was um, I was telling him, I said, you know, I realized that like, he grew up in church just like you grew up in church. Yeah. And so y'all have that in common. So I want David, if you if you don't mind, share a little bit of your uh, your upbringing and, and and what you how you come to know God. Uh, brought up in the church. My mother was Christian our whole life and uh, she raised me to be Christian as well. Um gave my life to the Lord when I was like five or six. Um, just got an epiphany. I was walking and I was on 96 and Broadway in front of a pet store I used to like to go to. And uh, I saw a tree and the tree was going in such a way that my heart was moved that there was no way a man could have made this. And that it, it couldn't have been just some scientific mishap that created this tree. Like a light was behind it. It was just, just right, you know, right before the sunset, you know. And uh, I was just convicted that there was a higher power out there shaking things up. And I gave my heart to the Lord then. And uh, was going to church after that and before that. But, you know, kind of took on a different kind of thing to me after that. Um, but I was in like a very religious church. Like, uh, you get to church at like 7 in the morning. It's like a two-hour, first it's like breakfast, right? And then it's like a two-hour Sunday school. And after like two-hour Sunday school, then there's like a little break in between Sunday school and service. And there's a three-hour service. And after three-hour service, got like, you know, dinner. And there's like the afternoon service, if, depending on how churchy my mom was feeling that day. And uh, it's like the afternoon service, and I'd be like another two hours. So Sundays, I'd be at church from like 7 to 7. Like I was working a 12-hour shift some days. And so that kind of turned me off to going to church. But it, I've always been Christian, though. I've never swayed. And like you said, I've gone back and forth with my walk, uh, for better or for worse. But I've always been Christian. And, uh, you know, I've tried to maintain my walk with the Lord at different levels, varying levels over the years. Right? I guess that's it in a nutshell. It's not as... Exciting as yours. No, but that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, and it's crazy because um, you know, when you say, you know, the 
as a young uh, man, you remember going to church from sun up to sundown, seven o'clock, you know, till you know about ten o'clock. Then they got to that's the morning service. Then you got a break from that, and then you switch and change and go into the actual Sunday service where it's gonna last about three hours, you know. And then uh, after that, they go eat you know, in the dining hall, whatever like that. And then, or everybody might go home and change clothes or whatever. And then they come right back. To and they come it. back. Yo, Man. I, I remember, I remember things like that too. Um, Honestly, and um, back when, and they still do it now when I was um a, a young boy too, Um, they do what we call here the convention. And honestly, with the convention, we had people that came from some of everywhere that would come to this small area and actually, you know, praise the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's and, cool. and that's crazy because honestly, a lot of, uh, we had, we had people come from New, New York and New Jersey before too. That's, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. South Carolina. Yep. Mm, yep. Um, All right. Actually, um, I think right now, and I got to find out the name of the pastor, but there is a pastor that is um currently the pastor of my, my grandmother's um church, my home church, and I think she comes from New York. I find okay. out. I find it. Yeah, I find out so that way. I um, I I'll be able to tell you who her, who she is next time. You're not in Chucktown, are you? Say it again. You in Chucktown? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I'm in um, okay. uh, uh-uh. I'm in um, running grass. But my my family is in Garysburg. My people are from Garysburg. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So okay. yes, yeah. Yeah, y'all. Um, y'all got a lot in common as far as when they, I, growing up in church, and I always, when I met twin, uh, I know, shoot, man, the church that the church that you went to was right next to your house, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So right next to his house, and um, yeah, he he knows about being to church all day. I was not privy to that. I, I grew up a little different. I, I wasn't raised in church, as both of y'all know my testimony. Um. I went to school with twin. I grew up with David. Uh, David used to live here um, for a little while. So known each other most of our life as, uh, as you twin same, same there. Right. So I didn't grow up in church. I wasn't, that wasn't, I didn't know God uh, through my parents. Um, I had little navigational points in my life where uh, God was calling me. And when you don't know who's calling you, What's calling you is a little bit different. I've always heard about God. Don't get me wrong. Um, through people, how how can you not, you know, hear about God throughout your life? You know, never never was into the church. You know, I can count on my hands how many times I went to church as a child, and it's probably probably been about three or four, maybe. So my testimony is a little different. I'll, I'll share it real quick, and then I'm gonna jump into. Up into you know what I what I really want to touch on. Um, for me, uh, I grew up pretty decent, you know, pretty decent household. What David knows, he knows a lot about, you know, how I was raised. But I grew up in a decent household. I had it, had it pretty good. I had a rough patch in my life around 12, 13. and you know uh, things kind of went downhill. So from thirteen to probably about. 18 inside my household with my parents was some was some dark time and then 
I began to I began to look for the Lord at that time because of what I had to endure, abusive household, all kind of things, uh, living with alcoholic. You know, it was, it was kind of it's kind of rough. But I started to look for God then. But I didn't know who I was looking for. I didn't know to read the Bible. I just was calling on God. As I got older, became a young adult. You know, I was out there kind of rebellious, I guess, you know, mad at the world. And I did a bunch of stuff and I was guilty of most of the stuff that I did. But to shorten it up, a year or two before I got saved, I was working at this warehouse and I never forget there was this guy. He kept trying to tell me about God, man. I don't know why you tell why he keep talking to me, man. Go talk to somebody else. I kept saying, man, go talk to somebody else. I don't want to hear that. Kept telling me, yeah, man, you know, you come to church, man. No God. I guess he just seen it on me. He can he could see it on me. I was I was I wasn't heading nowhere good. And I'll never forget, he did not stop. He was very persistent in trying to get me saved. And I think I gave him every bit of my mouth the last time he tried and he stopped. I ended up losing that job and I didn't see him no more. But as I went out in life, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do the things I was doing, you know, up to no good, I kept having people keep telling me, like, man. You know, trying to get me to know God, trying to tell me about God. And I kept telling them, I said, you know, trying to tell me, this is how they would tell me, you know, you know, you need to stop doing what you're doing. But they, nobody could tell me how. I had to tell me how. How am I supposed to stop? I can't stop doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm in too deep. And lo and behold, I uh, I got into some trouble one night, you know. And I think it's the first time I really, no, it's not. Excuse me. Let me, let me, let me clarify this. When I had my first daughter. I was just talking about this with Rachel. The day Rachel went into labor, my wife went into labor. I remember telling her, this is how evil I was. Like, man, can't we do this another time? Like, it wasn't good for me. I was too into me, like, doing what I wanted to do. I was like, man, this ain't a bad time. She was like, Dana, they just, they just, like, ripped me open. Like, the doctor just induced me. You have to bring me to the hospital. I remember being mad about that. Like, why? Why today? I ain't ready for that today. And um, I brought him to the hospital. Remember being very angry about it. Like, man, I wasn't. I, I I wasn't ready for to have a child at the time. I was just. I was so into what I was doing and what I wanted. And when she came time to deliver her, she came out not breathing. First time I ever heard a cold blue in the hospital. And I remember this. It was brought to my memory yesterday about this. She came out not breathing. She came out blue. I remember being scared, really scared for the first time. Like, I'm not in control. Like, I used to could, could try to control every situation I was in. I could not control that situation. And I remember thinking, like, man, God, please let her start breathing. I didn't know what to say. I was scared. And umbilical cord right around her neck. And about, I don't know, I can't remember the time seemed so long. All I heard was a cry. I remember saying, thank you, Lord. All right? I don't know God, though, but I remember saying thank you. And I remember that's the first time I realized, like, man, I got to get right because I realized I'm not in control. And I would like to just lost my, my child. And I wasn't in control of that. So fast forward, I got into some trouble and ended up in jail. I'll never forget it was a Sunday. This man came in there, and he came in there. He talking about Jesus. All right? 
And I have heard about Jesus. You know, I've heard about, you know, the cross and all that other stuff. But this guy told me, he's, remember him saying like, man, I have a, I had an alcohol problem. And he said, I got on my knees and I prayed. He said, I asked God. I used to pray about it all the time. He said, but I didn't get on my knees this time. I stayed on my knees until God delivered me. And I woke up one morning and I didn't have a drink since. And he's talking about how Jesus can deliver you. So I said, you know what? I don't want to be in jail anymore. Let me try Jesus, right? I prayed before, right? But I'm going to say, all right, Jesus, I'm going to try you now because I really want, I don't want to be in here. Look, I'll do anything, man. I kept saying, man, I'll do anything. Man, I'll, I'll treat my mama right. I'll do this. I'll do that. I won't, I won't do none of the bad stuff I was doing. I'll treat people nice. Or I gave him, I gave him a list of things that I would do. And I remember praying and falling asleep. And I know like two hours later, I woke up. Hey, call my name so you can go. And I wasn't supposed to get out. This is my first experience with grace because I was not, by law, I was not supposed to get out because of the charge I had. I had to do a mandatory time. And I remember walking out thinking like, yes, I'm finally out. I remember the guard telling me, yeah, don't brag to your homeboys because you know you ain't supposed to be really getting out. I looked at him like, you ain't got to worry about that because I'm not coming back in here. And I remember getting out saying like, man, I'm glad to be up out of there. I just want to get home, smoke a blunt, give me a new port. And try to figure out what I'm going to do next. The next day, I tried to do just that. And I'll never forget that I went and bought some weed for my friend. I rolled it up. I lit the blunt up. I pulled it. I said, whoo, what is this? And it tastes like poison. I said, man, what the heck? Something wrong with this. Something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Something wrong, I didn't know that, though. Something was wrong with me. And I remember going in the house like, man, I can't even smoke, man. And I'm, I, I need to calm down because re- I'm facing some charges. And I remember something telling me, go, go open the Bible up. Now, I didn't know what told me that. I just, something just said, just go open the Bible. I opened the Bible for the first time. I opened the Bible and I read it and I understood it. And I haven't looked back since. I knew then something had changed in me. I just didn't know what it was. That was my beginning of my journey of understanding what God did inside of me. Because I didn't know what had happened inside of me. As you would say, that's my born-again experience. I knew I was a different man. God had changed me. He, the old man had died in me. So that's a little bit of my testimony. I know you know Twin. I know you know David, some of it in, in detail. But I, I just wanted to share that. And, but I'm so, glad, anybody else, I'm glad huh? that you shared it because, uh, again, um, because it's like... um. I'm going to be honest, and, and the true reality in a sense is that even uh, where it, I'm, I'm speaking on my behalf, I believe that you are, you know, um, you are able to help with sometimes um, the interpretations or connecting the dots sometimes with people when they are going through a, a spiritual moment where it to them is real life, but... At the end of the day, everything that occurs, you know, has occurred at some point in time, according to God's word anyway. And just like we were talking about the conversation we were having today, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm going to put like this. um, it, It just gets me because, see, I think sometimes for me, it's just because I grew up in the church and I've been watching about looking in the Bible, reading the Bible, hearing the scriptures that sometimes I'm not as quick to go to read as I used to be or, or, you know, it's just, 
because like you said, um, being in church all day, every day, you now like, uh, I, I'm, I, I, even when I found myself sometimes just sitting back before, like when you first, you know, born again, yeah, you on fire. You, you, you read it, yeah. you, you dare, you know what I mean? You in depth in it, yeah. you writing notes, everything. But then as time progressed, you know, with the experience you done had from growing up, being raised in the church, knowing the scriptures, it, it begins to seem like, okay, I know this, I done heard it, so I can step away. But then, you know, when you step away, you really don't read as frequent. But for you, you help connect the dots for us sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And, you know, uh, not to not to knock that, because I, I, I notice a pattern in people that have been raised in church. They're not too... They're not as uh, I don't want to put this. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't, don't want to use the wrong word. But they're not as uh, enthusiastic about it. Enthousi- yeah, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Because to me, like, man, that's I still do it to this day. Like when I when I said I opened up that Bible, I really have like opened up that Bible, and I, I told Rachel like if anything was ever happened to me, if you go into my Bible app on my phone, you you'll see a lot of notes in there, like. I have notes because just uh, revelation that God has given me because of the reading. And I realized that when God said that, it's just a call. And, and this is what I, this is what I want to dig into. Um, uh, if we get, get 20 minutes to speak, at least, you know, about what word I want to speak on. And it's, uh, is it my flesh or is it me? Okay. That's what I want to call it. Is it my flesh or is it me? Because a lot of times, um, we don't know. Right. But, um, for me, I know, I know y'all brothers, right? I know the call that I have, and I know the word says, "Make sure, make sure of your calling, or um, to make sure that you know your calling in the way." You understand? I know somewhat of your calling, twin. I know somewhat of your calling, David. You know what God is. Remember, we was talking about earlier what God has given you to be steward over in life, right? Right. And um. As Christians, as believers, people that walk and follow the Lord, the Lord has put things in us that, how do I put it, that we have to be stewards over. And um, for me, mine is, I just have a different call. That's why I'm so into the word, because I tend to, as you would call in the Bible, I tend to be the way of an evangelist. To me, I see you twin and in the way, in a pastoral way. Okay. I've always, I've always told you that. And for David, he is good with children, right? That's yeah. his that's his call. God has given him that gift. So he has a ministry in that. That is his ministry with the children, with the youth, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, but I do want to touch on uh this word. Is it my flesh or is it me? And I have scripture to back that up, but um I know you mentioned earlier in the conversation. That in your walk, that's why I'm glad we talked about our testimonies. In your walk, you begin to listen more, uh-huh. right? And to listen to your inner man, right? Yeah. And this is what the walk is that we have as believers. We don't, we don't, we walk by faith, as the Bible says, the just shall walk by faith, we won't walk by sight. And so God speaks from within. Because God dwells inside. He doesn't dwell outside. And um, a lot of times, when as God 
dwells in, we don't know if it's him sometimes or if it's us or is it maybe just my flesh, right? Right. So I want to I want to ask you, Twin, how do you know when it's God speaking or how do you know when it's your flesh speaking? Um, and and I'm gonna be honest. Um, sometimes it's kind of it's, it's it's like you know, and I and I and I gotta be honest as I could possibly be. Sometimes we often believe or hope that the voice that we hear that agrees is God's voice, and a lot of times we find ourselves, like you said, is, you know, um, you said, uh, you said, is it my flesh or is it me? And a lot of times because we are human, we don't realize that it could be our flesh, but we believe that it is God. Now, I have moments where I want to plan something, and I, I, I think I got. I, I just know my plan gonna work. I, I got it figured out. I'm gonna do this. I'm going. Matter of fact, I tell myself I'm going out. I'm going out. I'm gonna go out. But then I, I have that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, nah, ain't no need. You know, you should just relax. Stay at the house. And. I learn sometimes the the more listen to that voice or, you know, like for example, um, everybody might say, um, let's say right now, I've been working hard for the last eight months during this pandemic and everybody's talking about getting the PS5 and I could afford it. But then on top of that, you know, I could help somebody that I know this right now going through something. They done told me, man, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Now, like you said, is it my flesh or is it me? Mm-hmm. Because, yo, and I say fleshing wise, I, I'm, I'm going to want to go with what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want to go with what I want. But a lot of times I heard the, the, the voice of the Lord say, go ahead and, and help this person or plant that seed. And at the time, you you might you had that moment where you get that slant look like oh no you know and but I've learned I'm gonna be honest I've learned um, lately that when when you trust God and sometimes when it just when it ain't what you want <laughs> sometimes it, it 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 it's rewarding because when it comes back it's even better than when it was before yeah and um. But um, we do often, like, for example, I'm going to tell you one of my biggest uh things, like, I deal with every now and then, like, okay, drinking-wise. At one point, I used to be a diehard alcoholic, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'd be lucky if I drink a beer or a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And if I do it, it's because I want to do it. But at the same time, I heard a voice of God saying, 
well, you know, if you drink too many of them, you're going to be feeling like this. Or if you get behind the wheel trying to go home, you're going to probably get a ticket or you can get arrested. So now I'm now pre, I'm thinking the whole, I'm thinking it all over now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it all over now because I could easily do what I want, which is my flesh. Mm-hmm. But if it is me trying to be a better me, listening to the spirit of God is in me, I'm a, I'm I'm going to try to do what the voice of reason is telling me to do because I know it's going to be a better better and more peaceful outcome. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you the same question, David. I want I want to hear from you. All right, so. Um, one would say that, right? That maybe they don't believe like you know, man. You believe or, or like we believe, and uh, they say, man, that's just your conscience, man. Tell me, David, what what what's the difference to you um, between what you hear as your conscience or it being the spirit of God, or are they the same? What's your what's your what's your take on that, man? I think that's challenging sometimes, man, because there are times when your conscience is telling you something or you think it's your conscience, right? So what you think is your conscience is telling you something that you know to be correct. Mm-hmm. So you're like, man, is this coming from me or is this coming from God? But for me, all right, let me just back up a little bit to, because I think what, what he touched on and what you asked prior, you know, feeds into this. So I think that there's like a soft voice that's like not pushing you. Mm-hmm. For me, that's how I can kind of describe it. It's like not really pushing you and it's soft. Mm-hmm. It's not like yelling you, it's not causing anxiety. It's mm-hmm. a peaceful, soft kind of voice. And there are times when I hear that and I'll be like, okay, is this my conscience or is it God? And I can't really tell the difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. I really can't because I feel like my conscience is intertwined with, with the Lord. I kind of feel like like my, my basis for right and wrong uh, it's, the, it's derived from the Bible. You know what I mean? So I feel like my conscience, yeah. where I'm at, it's kind of when I'm, when everything is distilled and when the extra stuff isn't going on, mm-hmm. it's kind of in line with what God is saying. The only difference is mm. my conscience is weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll, uh, I don't, I'll often make the right, I'll, I'll, I'll say something like, like to his example, like, yo, I'm going out tonight. Mm-hmm. If I hear a voice that says, no, nah, I don't go out tonight, sometimes I'll be like, okay, is this fear speaking? Mm. Am I afraid that something's going to happen? Because mm. I know that, you know, when we party sometimes, you know, four people come home instead of five. Mm-hmm. So am I fear speaking or is it the Lord giving me a heads up? And sometimes I have a problem. I have, I have a hard time distinguishing the two. But then it always goes back to what decision gives me the most peace. You gave me that game, then. Yeah, what decision awesome. gives me the most peace um and, and you know and that soft voice so you know just to distill it i'm not always sure the difference between the two i know i can go to that soft voice and know that you know that it's probably the lord telling me and my conscience is probably agreeing because i know the lord ain't lying some combination of that Ooh, but it's never really clear it's not clear like uh it's not a math equation or nothing like that you know what i mean it's a little convoluted yeah, no, that's real talk. And I think um, I, what you're saying is very biblical, you know, um, you're, and, and it's right. What you said is is absolutely right. 
that your conscience and the spirit of God in you are intertwined together. So that's why I was saying earlier about God dwelling within. And me and Twin, I've touched on this with him before about um, not to get into too much detail, but why reading the Bible is so important because those little details and those secrets are concealed yeah. in there. And I described twin to, well, and the word it says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if you know what the temple of God was built like, when God gave Moses instruction how to, well, to, how to make the tent of meeting, I believe that's what it's called, the tabernacle. And or even the temple. Outside, you have the inner court, the outer court, holies of holies. The holiest of holies. And the outer court, there's a lot going on. Like you said, David, there's always a lot going on. It's, it's noisy, it's busy, you know, it's demanding, it's, it's a lot. The inner court, a little bit quieter, you know, that's where your prayer goes down and your quiet time with with the Lord or your time when you're reading or your intimate time, your family time. And then you have the holies, holiest of holies, which is silent. There's nothing going on in there. And that's where the Holy Spirit dwells in you, in that, in that space. But with your spirit, with your spirit. And that's where God speaks from. Um, and hopefully one day I could touch on more of that because to understand the temple, how the temple was built is to understand how you yourself, how God dwells in you. You know, I hear the world say, yeah, treat your body like a temple. Well, they get it from God and they don't really understand what they're saying, but the way the temple of your body is set up because God designed it, God designed everything about you, the way he dwells within. If you know how that, if you know how that takes place, you'll understand how to hear from him on the inside. So, twin, um, you wanna you wanna touch? Well, touch I, on what, I'm glad you. I'm, well, I'm sitting back and saying, by the, what you just said, kind of helped me pose a question, and at the same time, I can get y'all responsive. Like, so since we say that the holy, and, and we know that the holy of holy is in the innermost, deepest part of self, which um. You know, um, like you said, it's peaceful there. It's quiet there. But mm -hmm. so, so, how do you feel about meditating or meditation itself? I think meditation. Um, I think meditation comes from God. That word, that word, meditate in the Bible. It means to chew. I think that's what it means. It means to chew in Hebrew, right? Yes. So, a lot of people. I'm not talking about meditating New Age style. New Age will tell you to meditate and let let they'll, they'll talk they'll talk a spiritual game right, uh -huh. but it's not they're not dealing with the spirit of God, you know they they're trying to be in tune more in tune with their own spirit, only to find later on that they're spiritually dead. Um, I won't touch. I'm not gonna touch on that because then then I start tearing stuff down about that. But okay. meditating started with God. Everything that when people say meditation, I I, I want to make it clear that. When you talk about meditation, it starts with God. And when God says meditate, it goes back to what we said earlier. Both y'all being raised in church. Um, a lot of y'all know more about meditation than what you think you do. Because. I mean, but I get it. I, only One thing about it is, and this is just. Mm -hmm. and, and David, you can be able to enlighten me on your perspective on it too as well. Okay. 
But what I see meditating as when you have you have that moment, every we each and every one of us has that moment where you just stuck. There's no mm-hmm. one there. It's just you and you're thinking and talking to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the yeah. re- that's the reality because we all find us at that 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 place of peace where it's no is because it's because everybody who would have been there is gone now. They're they're nowhere around. No influence, right? You feel me? Yeah. And and <laughs> at and at that moment, those that is that and that's why I, that's how I consider you know meditation because we often have those times and we don't like you we don't realize it when we're in the midst of all the talking and the world and the cars and the planes and everything's going on. But you have that moment like when you come home from work and there is nobody there and you mm-hmm. don't have that really long day, but you just, whew. and when you, yeah. and, 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 and Dana, you enlighten me on this. There is Lord. Just like, I understand. So now mm-hmm. we gonna, we gonna talk because I know now you just, huh, you don't, you don't let it all go now. <laughs> now we gonna talk. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you got all the got all the all the all the junk out the way, and now now we can now we can commune. I've always found myself that when my meditation is when I'm reading the Word of God, and so a lot of times, like I find the especially if my spirit, like I, I realize, like if I'm at an unrest and I'm real uneasy and I have a lot of anxiety, as David was talking, I realize like I have some name right, and so what I have to do, I have to go eat. And when I say that word meditate in the Bible, in the Hebrew means to chew, I have to go read the word of God. I have to feed myself. And when I sit down and I read and like I go over the scripture, right? What I'm doing is chewing. I'm eating. I'm 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 chewing it. I'm I'm chewing, I'm chewing, I'm chewing, I'm chewing it until I can digest it. And and then that's what I call meditating. So usually in my time spent in the word is when God speaks to me. Like I'll be meditating in his word because a lot of times, remember I was saying earlier, you can't go outside and look for God when God is in. Everything that's in the Bible is in you. It's the word of God. So the spirit of God is who wrote the Bible. So when you, this is, Jesus said this. He said, true worshipers are going to worship in spirit and truth. A lot of people always jump outside of that looking for God and how to to figure out how to how to how to commune with God. Spirit is what we know God is a spirit and his spirit dwells in within. Truth is the word. So we worship in spirit and truth. So when we put those two together, that's when you begin to see fruit in your time with God in your meditation time. Right. But when we tend to look outside, I mentioned new age practices because uh a lot of people meditate and they look for things from the outside and uh, they do yoga and, you know, they work out and all the other stuff. I bring that up for a good reason, because Paul said bodily exercise profits a little bit, but godliness profits with all. And so. This walk with God is based off of faith uh-huh. It's nothing really tangible other than that, that we can hold on to to know any more about God or to experience anything about God. God looks for faith. That is the currency of uh, heaven, right? Right. And so, David, can you uh, 
me see. Can you give me an? an ex- I want. I want to read the scripture real quick before we before we before we stop. But let, I, let, I, I let, him, let him let him respond on um how he feel about meditation or meditating. Yeah, well, talk talk to me, David. How do you feel about meditation? Uh, I I, I kind of feel like it's a man. Um, I feel like it's like a. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of things in this world that kind of want to move the bullseye away from Jesus. Okay. Because mm. nobody kind of wants to touch that, that that name mm. is controversial. So if you say meditate, it's more accepted in the world than saying you pray. Because when you pray, you have to then explain your allegiance. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like that meditation <laughs> is a way of kind of ixnaying Jesus out of it. Mm. Because when you pray, you're meditating. Like your meditation is a part of prayer. I think. Right. This for me at least. Mm. And so when people just say meditate instead of saying pray, it's kind of just like getting Jesus out of there. I think. Okay. That's 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 something right there. I I, I like that. I like that you said it. Twin, what, talk to me, man. What do you think about what it said? About I mean, that? yeah, I I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? But see, if you put it like this. No matter what religion we talk about, yeah. some aspect, at some aspect, you find yourself closed eyes, not saying anything, moaning silence. But the whole entire time, if you're silent, you're doing what? You're thinking. You're thinking. Whether, because listen, all right, and the only reason I say that, I'm not trying to classify in special or specific religions because every religion has their own doctrine. But at some aspect, all of us are silent, eyes closed, either praying, meditating, whatever it may call, be called. It still is focusing your energy on God. That's just, that's, and, and, and some people, whether they, decide to acknowledge God in the process that is their relationship with whomever they desire that they believe in but as we know that there's only one true God only one true God religion just give individuals different uh, (laughs) social circles yeah, yeah. I dig that. I dig that, man. And you know, my boy said that to me once. You know, he was like, "You's like, you know, meditation isn't." He's like, "The difference is in meditation. You're not thinking. You're just silent. You're not thinking about anything. You're trying to get yourself to a place where you're just going inside of yourself." And you know, I have to tell him, you know, what I'm saying, there ain't nothing good in me. So if I'm just quiet, focusing on me, what's inside of me. And I'm not meditating on the Lord or on the word. And I'm just trying to eat myself. I'm not going to get nothing nutritious out of that. Mm. You know, I might get some, mm. I might feel more relaxed physically for a moment because I've been silent. You know, the motor might tune down a little bit. But for me, at some point, it's Jesus helped me. Mm-hmm. I got such and such going on. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I can't really go that long. Right without telling the Lord, listen, I messed up on this. I should have did that, but I did this because I, because I'd be doing this and I don't know why. And so if I'm just quiet there, I, I mean, it might benefit me on some level, but if I'm not saying, 
Lord Jesus, help me in that silence and meditating on the word and something that's life bringing ain't nothing but death inside of me. Ooh, that's that man. That's a whole nother. That's hey, look, man, you can preach off that right there. Look, that's that that is what you said right there is is black and white to the world and to having a relationship with the Lord. That is it's two it's two you have separated, you put the line in the middle. And I like that because a lot of people are very confused. Antonio, as you asked the question, what about meditation? Because a lot of people will come and say, you know, hey, look, man, you know, I have spiritual experience. Not saying that they won't have a spiritual experience, but is it with God? Um, I feel like sometimes meditation, not what David spoke on, let me make this clear, is focusing on the Lord during meditation. That is the difference between the believer and having real fruit in your life, your prayer life, right? Talking about meditation in your prayer life mm-hmm. and the difference between somebody that, as you said, uh, is eating their self, uh, having uh, a time of meditation and, and, and sucking up a, what you call like a worldly type of uh, experience. I know that you can meditate, not focusing on God and end up with another spirit. And a spirit that's not good, that appears good, appears as light, as the Bible says, even Satan makes himself like an angel of light, a preacher of righteousness. A lot of times people think the devil comes with the horns and the in the in the fire poker. But Paul tells us that the devil himself appears. He comes as an angel of light, as a preacher of righteousness. And this is where most of your religions come from in the world. They all have some form of righteousness to them. But where do you, where is the dividing line? Where's what's real? What's what's real? And uh, as you could say, I don't know, I don't know the word for it. What's real and what's what's not? Am I going to really have an experience with God by just meditating alone, not knowing what I'm meditating for? Am I going to have an experience if I, if I'm calling on the name of Jesus? I'm looking for the Lord. Um, I think what y'all said is is is. It's dope. I think it's really, really good. I think y'all touch on some good stuff, man. Um, I, I do want, I do want to put this word in here, uh, just, just before we, before we end this, and I'm gonna let y'all touch on David. I want you to touch on first, or Twin. I'm, I'm gonna let you touch on the first Twin, and then we can end it. Um, the word comes from Romans seven, eighteen. For I know nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find the law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. So Paul is saying, I delight in the law of God, right? In my inner self. But I see in my members, in my body, another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members, in my body. Paul said a lot in that, but it speaks to what all of us have said. um, Talking about, is it my flesh or is it me? When? Give me something in, in, in uh, in this conversation with hearing that scripture man i say um i they really hit the hit the nail on the head when you know when 
when he said, you know, I really can't meditate on the things within me, you know, because like you said, from the scripture, we be of sin. So if we do not put our minds on the Lord Jesus Christ who paid the price for our sins. Um, we may often find ourselves misguided because us as men, when we made the con, when we pretty much, you know, our, our forefather made a decision that put us in a position to think that we could discern the difference between what is good and what is evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because we really <laughs> can't discern. Because, like you said before in our earlier conversations, is it the fl- is it my flesh or is it me? We often are swayed by our flesh, but if we are with the Lord, growing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. growing, and that's why I say growing, because as a child, we might find ourselves touching the fire one time when we're told not to, mm-hmm. but we understand after we are told and then we've been out there and got burnt that we'll rely on the word that we've received <laughs> in times yeah. ahead. So yeah. I, I do like that, you know, David touched that because it, that it is hard to be able to find solutions for things that you can't answer because you don't have the answer. You will provide a sinful response or something that will be more pleasurable toward the flesh more than it would be in the sight mm. of God. Mm, mm, mm. Real talk, real talk. I like that. All right, Dave. Talk to me, man. What you, what, what, what you getting from that scripture, man? Man, it's that, that that's one of the realest scriptures ever. Like every time I hear that scripture, it's just, it's like, it's a very down to earth. Like, yo, <laughs> I'm trying not to do this, man. It's very, yeah. it's very down to earth. And you talking about that stove? I might touch that stove tomorrow, man. Mm. You. you I still be touching that right. stove, man. Like, like, I still be touching that stove, man. Expecting it not to burn me sometimes, but knowing damn well it's a stove. Yeah. So yeah. you know, um, I don't know. That word is, it's uh, it's comforting to me because you're aware of the fact that the things you're going through are, are kind of in our programming. It's nothing new. It's nothing unique to you. It's part of yeah. the human condition, mm-hmm. and that's kind of comforting to me because oftentimes you feel like. You are just in this bubble. And then you get out your head. You realize, okay, hold on. There's something over here telling me to pity myself and whatnot. What's that voice about? And you got to mm-hmm. check that. Mm-hmm. You know, but still there's a part of you that's like, uh, you know, why do I keep doing the same stuff? And how do I? And ultimately realizing that, you know, it's in where you put your faith, man. And if you put your faith inside yourself, you're going to keep doing the same stuff. That's what it is. Put your faith in the Lord, <laughs> and you know, then He can work with you. But if you're just out there trying to ramble it, you know, you then, then you know, yeah. they're gonna get you every time, man. Yeah, probably's gonna get you. <laughs> talking, talking, talking to real. You talking some real stuff, yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, man. I think this is overall. You know, I think I think y'all y'all spoke on some good, some good, some real stuff, and I I. I I could peep the revelation that that the Lord was giving us at at during this conversation, like some 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 solid solid stuff came out of came out of our, our communion, you know, 
in, in this in this in this conversation, man. This I'll touch on some real stuff. I like what you said, David. Echoing off a of, uh, twin that y'all, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna touch that stove tomorrow, right? It's 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 the difference between um I guess to me, let me speak a little wisdom between the world and the way and and people that follow the way that follow Jesus. The world is tends to be impulsive. That is what we inherited from Adam. Right. When you follow the Lord, you are led. You are led by his spirit. The impulse is still there. Right. When you are following the Lord. Don't get me wrong. Your flesh will always say, yeah, hear me. Look at me. You'll always be raising his hand. Yeah, me, 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 me. But the spirit is always there alongside you. As the Bible says, the Holy Spirit is your paraclete. He is your, he's alongside. He's there as your, as your spiritual advisor, your counselor. He's the spirit of truth. He is there to be with you. Jesus made the promise. Look, I'm going to send you a help, a helper. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to give you my spirit to be with you forever. So that should give us comfort that to know like, man, God's spirit is with us to comfort us, to, to lead us, to guide us in those hard decisions. When I'm going to touch that stove, spirit is say, maybe that's not a good idea. We need that because a lot of times we know not to touch it, right? Uh -huh. our, 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 our conscious mind knows not to touch it. Our conscious mind says no. But sometimes we need reinforcement, a soft reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And I always describe the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of our Father, there to teach us just as we teach. All of us have children to teach our children. You know, um, he's never there to condemn us. That's, that's not what the Spirit of God is there for. So if you hear something in you that is condemning, that is not God. That is not God. It's not the Holy Spirit leading you. There's no, and, and I'm going to end it on this. There's no, that scripture that I read in, in this, with this beginning. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death, which is the flesh. Knowing that is reassurance for the believer. We're not walking alone. When I got off work today, I think this was uh, the spirit led me into having this conversation with y'all because I thought, I said, man, something wants to happen to me, right? I don't feel like I'm alone. I know I can't see anybody. I know I can't hear anybody, but I'm by myself right now. But I don't feel like I'm alone. And I haven't felt like I was alone for 12 years now. Even though I get lonely, even though I have times where I, I just don't know, um, somewhere deep inside of me knows that I'm not alone and that God is there with me. Yeah, I don't want to end it like that. Uh, so I want to say uh, prayer. If uh, any of y'all want to lead in prayer, we can end this 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 podcast. I, I enjoyed having this conversation with y'all guys for real. Um, it's a great conversation. I learned. Yeah. I learned it from y'all. It, 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 yeah, this, this is cool. Yeah, we gonna. Yeah, Dana gonna. Have, you got to keep setting this up, man. Yeah, we got we got to do a part yeah, two because that that what 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 all y'all what y'all both said has led into something even more uh, freeing that's gonna free us up even more. It might break something in all of our spirit that maybe has been needing to be broke 
because you know they said the anointing is what break the yoke. So hopefully we can touch on this again and and make maybe a series, maybe a three part series. That's right? so what I'm thinking. Hopefully, um, we can touch on it again. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you uh, what name what name I I I felt uh this 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 episode should be called. What's that? Three brothers, one father. <laughs> That's good. Mm. I like mm. that. <laughs> Three brothers, one father. Yeah, yeah. That's that's dope. You want you want you want to end it in prayer, twin? Pastor, 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 squad. Oh, all right. <laughs> look, <laughs> he look. Dana, 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 trying to prophesy. I told him. I said, look, until the Lord called me, I'm I'm just Antonio, man. Look, right, look I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep telling both of y'all. Y'all both got to call. Y'all got to be good stewards of what right. God gave y'all, man. All right, look, all right. All right, well, we're going to go in prayer. Heavenly right. Father, Lord Jesus, precious Father, gracious and merciful Father, thank you for another opportunity of life. Another opportunity at endless opportunities. Another chance to breathe the breath of life that you have provided in our lungs, and we are forever grateful. We come to you as we humbly know how, eyes closed and heads bowed and just ask for your blessing again and again and again. But we know that you take delight in knowing that we call upon you and we take delight in knowing that you are there when we call your name. Heavenly Father, so we just ask that you bless us, keep us, protect us, our family, our friends, even those who do not believe in you, that one day they will believe in your power, your mercy, and your grace. So, Lord, may you just continue to be with us as we continue to go about the next day to do your will as we continue to travel this journey called life, Lord Jesus, until we return home that we can look to your face and you can look at ours and say, good job, my humble and faithful servant. Mm. So, Lord, until we are able to come again for this podcast, when two or more are gathered, keep us, Father. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, Amen. bro. All right. <laughs>